Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. I took a little break from recording this podcast because the stories were becoming quite familiar. The market was great. Everybody was doing amazing. And I wasn't getting anything new. Well, the market and the world is out of business for a little bit. And it's created a whole new scenario for us. So I thought, why, why not get back at it and look for some inspiration out in the marketplace so we can all try and pick ourselves up and get back at it and prepare for the upswing. Today's guest is the legendary Joe Mullings. He's been on before um, and he's a client of ours, but he's in flying form here and coming out of the blocks with a wartime speech to get you all going. I think you'll enjoy this. If you do, reach out to Joe and tell him. And please do share this with other recruiters. Uh, we're all in this together. It's, it's tough, tough times. But the good times will be back. And I'll be there on the other side with you. I thought I'd start by reading what you said there the other day. My message to my team, my responsibility is to be standing on the field with you all when we come out the, to the other side, no matter what that looks like. We will be there as long as we keep three things front of mind, the will, the resources, and the solutions. It goes on from there. It's going to be tough. How are you finding it? How am I find how am I finding what? How are you finding things? Talk talk to me. What are your people saying? Yeah, so look, you know, everybody's afraid. Uh, and as I told my people, it's okay to be afraid because that's where you find courage. Um, and, and that's just not, you know, lip service. Is is you ought to be afraid, but then what you need to do is realize you're only gonna be afraid because you're putting a future story that's not the truth yet in your mind. Um, and, and, and that's one of the things that I learned a long time ago from a dear friend of mine and a guy who's probably one of the experts in managing fear, Tony Blower, is you can allow that fear to sit in your head and own it, or you can acknowledge the fear, understand it's nothing more than a false expectation appearing real because we're projecting out usually the worst, get that little gremlin out of your head and then start to become tactical and get off the X. Um, so we're getting off the ax, you know, we're being super proactive. Um, we've, we've made sure that we're going after our oxygen, which is cash. Um, what we've done there is, you know, we've, we've reduced spending. Um, we've looked at, uh, uh, commissions, draws, cash coming in. Uh, we've secured, um, uh, lines of credit. We've delayed, uh, payments to landlords or other things. Um, you know, I told my team that, uh, you know, we're going to be uncomfortable for 30 days, 60 days with the data we have right now. Uh, and, but I'm going to be there as the bank for you. I'm going to be there, um, as the person who's going to make sure that we're all together on the other end of this, probably a little black and blue, uh, but all together nonetheless and, and bruises heal. Um, so that, you know, that's where we are. Uh, I've got, out of the 30 plus person team, I've probably got 12 or 13 people in office here. Uh, Dragonfly 
is here 100% because we are the fucking pirate radio station that's going to continue to you know, broadcast out to the world, um, remaining vigilant, remaining strong, remaining uh, positive without being hallucinatory. Uh, so look, things are damn good, bro. Things are really good because we're standing. Where's the opportunity here? I think the opportunity, uh, if you're looking at it from an opportunity on a headhunter side, I think this is the opportunity where, look, um, it's this environment right now is the exact example you and I have been chatting about for months and months and months and me for years is when you have a brand right now and you have an existing reputation and place to go to talk to people when the phone disappears, look what you're doing right now and look what I'm doing right now. And look what our friend Paz did with me this morning, right? When you have that brand, you can still reach people. So we have a responsibility, number one, to reach out to those who don't have a brand or the ability to connect. And then all you need to do is migrate that over to there's an entire market right now at home with eyeballs looking for places to go. And so when we provide value to them, we give them a place to go. Now, if you don't have a brand, and again, this is not a finger wag, do not even take that for a second, but here's what you should do if you're a headhunter. And this is the advice I'm giving to everybody. It's the best advice I can give you right now. If you're in a vertical, if you're in food and beverage, if you're in uh, life sciences, if you're in automotive, right now, every single morning you wake up between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. your time, you should be aggregating 15 to 20 headlines right now in your area of expertise. And you should become the Huffington Post of your industry and post those up on LinkedIn every single day. A couple things happen out of that. One, you get some insight as to where your market's going. Number two is you shout out to all your people. Here's what's going on in the industry, peeps. Either you're working for a company that's going to be okay on the other side of this, or you're not, and you should be aware of what's going on in your industry and what other companies are doing, right? And the third is you start to learn to unwind headlines for your career moving forward. So that's what every headhunter who's in the business should be doing right now. Yeah. The second thing you should be doing is as you get comfortable with that, take the top five headlines and now start to teach consumers who never read headlines with a headhunter's mindset to unwind them to see where the hiring is going to be, whether it's sales or R&D or marketing and now start to unwind the headlines for your constituents or the cohorts that follow you, and now start to add some real value and do that every single day. That is the biggest opportunity with no cost and the ability for you to flex your muscles that you really know what's going on in your industry. So that's the move right now every headhunter should be making. How, how, can, we, how can we do the right thing by people out there without selling them something in in a very difficult market. Don't sell. It's that simple. Is it's and 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 Walter, that's not any advice I ever gave before this scenario is we should never sell. What we should do is realize that you need to be here now and maybe think about a cadence and a blend. And I'm thinking through this on my content. I don't want every piece of my content to be about being a badass and coming out the other side. But I do want to offer insight, inspiration, and the classic Joe Mullings 
throat punch of reality that quickly gets you to, um, you know, making very salient decisions and not kidding yourself. So that's one. Number two is what's going on in your industry. And however you can sort of put that out, what's going on in the industry. And all you do is report it. Don't judge it, just report it. And then third, maybe this is a time to show a little bit of who you are on the back end of your content. Um, certainly be appropriate uh, 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 with it, but maybe take a walk around your house to show your home office so other people can feel the humanity of who you are. Maybe take a walk through your neighborhood um, and then you know, don't make it ad nauseum, but think about the blend of content you're putting out right now. That's what you should be doing. And if you have clients, I've got a lot of clients who are hiring right now. Um, and had, you know, six call and retainers on Friday. Celebrate that they're hiring. Shout out the stuff that's good. Don't make it always the bad stuff and the woe is me stuff. Shout out the people. Our team put a placement on the board today for 25,000 American. Brilliant. Shout that out. Right? Look, Do you think maybe I'm showing a bit too much humanity here in this, uh, in our Airbnb uh, boudoir? <laughs> Why are you in an Airbnb? Should I know? We're we're <laughs> we're in Santa Barbara. I was I was uh, I, I was here for a month. We were going to extend it, and uh, so we've just secured our flight to get home next week, which we're quite happy about. Um, it uh, it is what it is. We we were planning to move to the US pretty soon. That has been extended until we get back on our feet, but. Yeah. I think, if anything, it's also shown us that our business wasn't ready because this dip, this dip happened, and I'm going, okay, actually, it's better to have a, a more cost-centric business right now. I need to build something that's bigger than us. So it's for us, it's to go back and work out how to do that and to do it in a way that we can do right over time. Yeah, you know, you mentioned opportunities here. I just got off the phone. We've been building, and I mentioned it to you in previous sessions we've had, and also uh, when you were down here. Um, we are accelerating our interim business. I so, bet you are. Yep, we're accelerating that. So most people call a contract. Uh, I call it interim because to me, interim is a different mindset, and it's not a play on words. So we, I just got off the phone, which is just before I sat down in this chair that we are accelerating our interim business because there will be um, different economic models as people bring their organizations back on board. Corporate, corporate org organizations make different decisions on FTEs, full-time employees versus bringing yeah. contractors. So we are accelerating that very rapidly to be there for our clients who need alternative solutions in order to get them through this 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 uh, situation as well. Um, so we are, you know, investing time, investing money, investing marketing, investing hiring headcount in order to bring that out earlier than we had planned. But again, it goes back to you've got to look at the scenario right now. You've got the horizon, which nobody can see, looking out the dashboard or over the stern of your ship, your pirate ship. But then you've got right out the windscreen, right out the front window, which is like a two-week period. And I'm talking about that being a, a three-day revolving decision wheel you sit in. And then I've got the tactical right there on my dashboard in front of me, what's happening today. 
And so we took something that was supposed to be coming out of the ground in August or September, and we pulled it right in, right here, right now. And I might very well roll one or two of my search consultants who may be impacted over the next 30, 60, 90 days with full-time search and putting them into that machine right there. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to pivot on this kind of stuff. Um, and this is where you always have to have your pipeline loaded with real models and ideas and businesses that just in case you can flex out of. So that's where in the midst of right now, that's a huge opportunity for us. Exciting. What, uh, what does the government have to do to help business in this time? I, I see the Irish government, uh, the Australian government, the UK government, three markets that I'm across, they are guaranteeing some of them between 60 and 80% of all the salaries of all the, the, the people who are going to lose their jobs. And I think that's an amazing thing. I'm not seeing the same from the American government. What do they have to do to keep, to, to, to keep, to keep businesses going? Yeah, so I was on the, uh, look, the, the American government, and I know this intimately from my weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, I was on the phone with some very highly placed officials down in Washington. Our government is working incredibly hard, um, incredibly hard. Regardless of what you see on the television right now and that, 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 that current show going on, you can just give it to me here, thanks. That current show, thank you so much, Lee. That current show going on, our government is working incredibly hard to make sure that uh, our country comes out of this. Uh, so they've got the levers to pull. Look, right now, the very first thing we need to do is continue to support our frontline uh, heroes and warriors that are that are making sure less people die. That goes number one. We've been looking at this model that people have to understand this flattening of the curve. And everybody knows that dotted line that we're referring to on the healthcare system, being able to not be overloaded. One of the things that our government has done extraordinarily well is taking that line, realizing that dotted line was based on legacy information. You know, they have lifted that line probably 3x so meaning that it's three times higher than what you're looking at on what we thought it was two weeks ago. Government officials are forcing hospitals to double their capacity. Because if you understand the way a hospital works, that it has a fixed number of beds by law, it can have per room or per square foot. And it had a number of inventory not expecting this on respirators and PPE, the protective clothing. So right now, every single government official has turned to hospitals and said, I don't care how you do it, and we're not going by the law, increase your capacity by 2x or 3x. That's inside hospitals. Our government is also pushing hard on taking over hotels, taking over conference centers, and making sure there are beds there as well. So now what we've done is we've taken that dotted line up dramatically. And now what we've done is said, okay, this is going to be three months if we flatten out the proverbial curve. But that curve now can now be flattened out a lot quicker instead of at the, you know, the panic point of that curve that everybody saw originally. So that's number one, what they're doing. Number two, what they're doing is they're appropriating trillions of dollars. They're going to fight it out on the Hill here in the U.S. They'll come to a conclusion. I love the fact that it's a bipartisan effort in our government right now. They are doing the right thing. The people care. And then thirdly, what has to happen right away, though, Dwalta, is I, 
I want to make sure this is not misinterpreted. We have to get the markets back in, back on the run here. And the markets and the economy does not like to have guessing games or, or, or uncertainty. Right now, our government did the right thing. They said unilaterally, one sort of flat, shut everybody, everything down right now. That was the right thing to do. Having said that, though, they've got to be really careful. A good decision depends on timelines. If you shut everything down for an extended 30 days, you are going to create a scenario that will likely result in catastrophic economic sort of outcomes that will may take a generation for us to come. And the deaths that come from drug, alcohol abuse, depression, um, cortisol overload, information, heart attacks, crime, et cetera, because we've cratered this economy may be a big issue. And the way I equate that is just because the air around you right now is contaminated, it doesn't mean you put a big plastic bag over your head and breathe on that because then you're going to asphyxiate very, very quickly. And then everybody's going to die. And so what we've got to do as a nation right now in parallel path is say, listen, we're going to slam everything down for two weeks. We're going to keep everybody under wraps. Now what we're going to do is we're going to look at specific verticals and allow those individuals that are very low risk that maybe will commit to just like my team here. We don't let any outsiders in here, right? We made a mistake. No, I made a mistake last week by having outsiders in here. Everybody who's in here now in this pod is super careful on who they expose themselves out to in that 24 hour day when they're not in here, because they know they're bringing that back inside here. And so you've got to start letting these verticals loose because the, the, the brain of the market wants to see us coming back because right now there's no horizon for the, the, the markets. So our government are doing all these things and there's people smarter than me out there pulling these levers. These are the things that our government needs to do right now and make sure that the people don't resign themselves to sitting in the house for the next six weeks. We will have worldwide crash and burn that will kill hundreds of millions of people, in my opinion, um, on a longer term basis, on a 5, 10, 12 year basis versus potentially us taking, let's get some therapies in place. Let's get some herd immunity in place. Let's be realistic that people are going to pass. It sucks, but it's going to happen. Um, you know, these are all items that we've got to look at collectively, not independently, that get this economy back on and get people hiring again. Do, do we need to give people a pass on their rents and the mortgages and, and, and that? Yeah, you've got to. Listen, the first I've been through nine, I, I, I've been through 89 and 90. I've been through 2000. I was through 9-11. I was through 08. You know, at those time, I was a five desk office. Right. So I, I know what's coming. And this is bigger than anything we've had. If you can delay, if you can partner with people, the first thing I did with my, my, my leadership team here is I had my COO get on the phone and she called every single one of our lenders, every single one of our bankers, our landlord. And we said, listen, we're going to keep you whole on the year. But over the next 90 days, I need you to give me breathing room just in case. We're going to do it on a 30-day rolling average because with the data I have right now, you want me in business for five years because I was about ready to sign a lease 
three days before this for another 3,500 square feet here. You want me to sign that lease in 90 days. You want me to. So work with me. And we, call, we called all the people we have loans with. And then we called all of our clients. And we said, can you fast pay us? Some of them did. Others, we just got right on the horn and said, can you give us a sense so we can manage our cash? And then we got, went out and got a very large line of credit just in case. And put that into an account. If I don't use it, I'll pay it back. So we're looking for our ability to stretch out our payments, our ability to get more dry powder to keep in the can, because my number one goal is to retain every single one of my employees and have them as, as, as bruised as little as possible as this, this comes out. So any place you can get $50 to $12,000 a month consideration, take it and, and, and look, you got to share the burden with each other. You know, I, I, I put it out yesterday. Think of this as buddy breathing. You know, we've seen that scene in the movies where you have a regulator and you have a small canister of oxygen and you've got four people sitting around underwater somewhere and you got to pass that regulator around and make that breath last as long as possible because the rescue ship is going to be here. It's not like it's not coming, but you've got to stretch that oxygen out for the entire team. Predictions. Uh, it hits the U.S. in mass. I mean, the shitstorm comes in the U.S. at the end of April, the last 10 days of April, the first seven days of May. That's going to scare the bejesus out of everybody. Um, I think that um, our government will continue with their draconian measures uh, all the way through April. It'll be a critical mistake. Um, the uh, month of May will start to have things loosening up around the collar because the markets will demand it uh, and sensible people will come up. A government official will, will always be safe making sure enough people stay in the house and kick the can down the road worrying about the market later. Um, so I think you're gonna see over-indexing to safety. Uh, and I said over-indexing to safety. I didn't say throw safety out the door. Um, I believe certain economies come back very quickly with a V-type return, those in the life sciences, healthcare, um, business. I think others, airlines, food and beverage, events, hospitality have a much longer recovery to them. Um, I, I, I think that telecom, telepresence, anything in the dot-com in those areas come back strong very quickly as well. Uh, and I do think the interim contract business will be the on-ramp um, from, an, from an economic perspective that will probably be leading all those along the way because those expenses are managed differently from a financial model. Uh, the, summer, um, the summer will be a challenge for people. And I think overall, Dwalta, people's romantic thought of what their retirement was going to look like is going to be dramatically different. Um, but the good news is uh, that you're still going to be on the field playing. Yeah, that's all we can hope for right now. The, my number one concern is taking care of my people um, because I know that they're reliant on me to pay the rent. And it's uh, the, the, gra the full gravity of the situation is starting to hit them now. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a worrying time. Um, okay. Okay. But uh, well, yeah, one last thing. Um, 
what are your people doing to manage their mental health and their physical health during this time? It's all hands to the pump, but you know, we as you as you intimated earlier, you think the dangers of being cooped up too long could actually have more lo- longer lasting health effects. What what have you encouraged your people to do to to counter the, that? So I was uh, on with uh, one of the industry leaders, Scott Hunnikins, um, who had some fantastic examples. In fact, I just posted up on uh, my show, The Other Side, which we started on Sunday, um, that addresses this the the, the COVID nineteen uh, uh, scenario. And Scotty uh, uh, sits on eight different boards and has transacted companies for billions of dollars. And you know, he said there, him and his uh, buddies from school are having online poker games. Um, uh, his employees at one of the companies he sits on the board of are having pub crawls online and the pub crawls are rooms in the house. Uh, they're having cocktail hours where they're, um, uh, getting together on zoom and, uh, talking about favorite Kyle and showing how they make it. Uh, so, so anything that can allow you to, uh, sort of, um, have a telepresence with each other is, is, is super important. Uh, so that's one. And then two, you know, that piece you started reading where, you know, we're fucking pirates, you know, get a symbol, you know, our, 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 our symbol is going to be a skull and crossbones. That's going to be hanging proudly in the middle of the office. Uh, and then one of my other guys pointed to a pirate ship, that I think was probably a toy of a kid of his, he's gonna bring in, leave in the parking lot so we could run down and get it and put it in. You need a symbol. Every, every movement, every mission, every, every, every cause needs a symbol. Get a, get a symbol you can rally around. You even see it online with the Instagram where each one do 10, right? That's a symbol, the push-up thing going on. Get a symbol everybody can rally around, make that rallying cry uh, uh, and, 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 and do it that way. Uh, don't don't be a quiet leader. You know, one of the things I've done is certainly send out emails, send out uh, texts. I I last week did a uh, 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 a recording on my iPhone and sent it out. Let them hear your voice. Um, keep communication high. Uh, and then you know we we created a, a virtual placement board in our organization, so it's no longer just an analog board on the wall by itself. Um, this is going to be a long haul. It's not going to be the same on the other side. So as a leader, listen, go, if you're, if you're struggling for things, go Google, what do astronauts do to connect back with the, the earth to keep their mental health, right? There's all kinds of analogs out there that you can examine. If you really care about the environment you're trying to, trying to create and, and potentially sustain. Do you think that the industry may, embrace work from home a bit more after this do you think there'd be there'd be a difference in the culture of work um no but i think we'll be better prepared um for work at home i i still i know it's not a popular belief but i i think a majority of organizations we're pack animals we're social animals and i think you can have virtual uh, partners in your organization. I just don't think they're at the center of the flame. I'm sorry. Um, for the most part, I know that, um, I romantically want to believe that I can have people virtually, but the speed that we move at just not possible. Um, but I do believe that we're going to be better prepared for an instantaneous 
work community um, uh, uh, at a distance to be able to have it as a better tested, better designed safety valve for scenarios like this. Because I don't think I don't think this is the last one we're going to see. In fact, I think we're moving into a period of time where it will be the norm on an annualized or you know uh, basis where we may even create the controlled burn before it happens, because if we were prepared for this, um, our administration, if properly uh, handled, could have done a controlled burn in the month of January and probably headed this off at the pass um, if if we would have had a war games mentality um, for business instead of making it towards fucking tanks and aircraft carriers and missiles. Yeah. Uh, because wars now are being fought in cyber and on the clouds and in the life sciences world. And we've got to get our heads wrapped around that it's no longer around tanks and missiles um, and aircraft carriers. We still need those things um, for different reasons, but we've never run real war games uh, around uh, what we're facing today. Uh, just in closing, um, being a supplier to you, um, I'd just like to thank you for the support that you've done for our business over over these tough times. And it's really secured our loyalty to, you know, really getting you the best people when we get out of this. Yeah, and without getting into details, you know, tell them what I did. Um, you've already paid us a retainer um, for the next hire that you're going to want after we recover from this. And it was done on the day of the most difficult day. And it's going to make the difference of me keeping one of my team. Yeah. And look, dude, you know, this is what you do when you partner with people, right? I don't partner with a lot of people. What when I do, it's not in a transaction. It's, it's, it's the reason why the retention here is, you know, decades long and why people enjoy working with us. Yeah, and, and look, you're a critical component to my team because you're bringing on new players. And if you go out of business or you have to dramatically shrink your business, you directly impact my business. So that's just the right thing to do to think that way. And and, and I appreciate you shouting it out here. You didn't have to. Uh, but look, that's the behavior we should have with each other. And it doesn't have to be a check. It could be, It could be just, you know, lending somebody an ear. It could be you know, uh, 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 packing somebody a meal. It, it, it could be having a mother uh, or a father who has to take care of childcare and they can't afford it, but they want to bring it into the office and, and setting aside a part to the office so the kids stay six feet away from everybody. That's what it is, is looking at your partners and figuring out not what's important to you, but what's important to them in order for them to continue being part of your your relationship and your ecosystem and moving forward. It's being fucking human, bro. Yeah. Some people who aren't so human, but for them, I have backdoor Barry, my lawyer. <laughs> he was on before. <laughs> Anything about backdoor Barry. This is a family show. <laughs> uh, let's, finish on, let's finish on that note. Always a pleasure, Joe. And I'll see you on the other side. My friend, be well. A massive thank you to Joe for coming on the podcast. We are going to have lots and lots of really great people coming on the podcast over the next little while. Uh, I'm trying to find solutions for you all. 
because I'm trying to find solutions for myself. You know, whether we pivot, you know, how, how we scale back on cost, how we extend credit. I want to ask people about money. I want to ask people, you know, about business development, about doing the right thing, about being a good human, about doing all the things that we need to do to get to the other side on this. And I believe we will do it, but we all have to stick together. And with that, if you've enjoyed this, please please do like and share it and send it to other recruiters. And uh, if you know anybody who'd like to come on and share a good message, I'd love to interview them.